This week on Sales Team Rescue, I dive into what makes people buy now. Why buy now? What gets people to pull that trigger and why it's so vitally important, not only for you and your business to figure out how to do this, but why it's so, it's so important for your audience, your prospects, your customers to be able to have some type of urgency created when they need to make a business decision. Want to learn more? Be sure to check out the show. Hit the music. I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue, episode number 130. I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today I want to talk about why buy now? We use many things in the sales space to inspire people to buy now. And when you don't, then what happens is unless somebody has a real urgency in their life, they may never take action. And so today I want to talk about the four things that I think make the best and are also the most typical ways to make somebody to pull the trigger now. So first of all, let's talk about deadlines. So there's two kinds of deadlines and I'm actually calling this number one and number two together. Number one is real deadlines. So real deadlines are scenarios where somebody might be um, starting a program and in order to get people in and get their numbers right and understand how much support they need, they need to know, like there needs to be a cutoff time to when new people can enroll. That is what I can, would consider a real deadline. Or there's this thing going on that's scheduled as part of a program and you need to be in if you're going to make this thing. Okay, it's, it's scheduled, it's set. Um, that's what I would call a real deadline. Now, we also have manufactured deadlines. And what a manufactured deadline is, is one that isn't necessarily like a real hard deadline based on actual events. But they're ones that you create in your business model to create an urgency. For example, um, some people might say that, you know, this offer is only good for 24 hours is pricing that would get somebody to take action. Um, some might say that there's something specific going on and just some other reason that's valid, but it's not restricted based on an actual event. So I might say, um, Hey, you know what we, and, and there's a transparency component here too. a manufactured deadline. This is probably my best and even favorite example of a manufactured deadline. When the sales rep looks at you or says to you, look, this is the normal price, but if you're in a space to pull the trigger right now, or you want to move forward right now and you want to lock this in, pay your deposit, whatever it is, then I can give you this much off. Now that's technically the third kind, which is a discount, but they also give you this manufactured deadline. If you want to do it today while we're on the call, it's an extra incentive and people have different feelings about this. Some things it's too much pressure. Um, some think it's great because it gets people to take action. And then the fourth, okay. So we've got real deadlines, manufactured deadlines, discounts, and bonuses is number four. 
the thing I love about bonuses is that you don't need to devalue your product or offer by cutting the price. I like bonuses because it's something that adds value on top of the core value of the offering, the, the course. And from there, it gives that incentive. And hopefully the bonus is something that can apply to everyone that is your ideal client. But it's something that's just that little extra incentive. Hey, and by the way, if you take action before the end of the day, um, I'm actually authorized to give you this bonus. Okay. So the bonus is there and it's still even a manufactured deadline because you're saying by the end of the day. But let's talk about why these are so important. So some people think that using things like a manufactured deadline is unethical. And what do you think? I'd be interested to know. But here's my thoughts. My thoughts are this. From the outside looking in, it's very easy to say uh, it's not fair to put pressure on somebody to take action when they're not ready. That's a fair perspective. And to, to that, I say there's this component of human behavior that's so easily overlooked. We like to speak in ideals. And the ideal scenario is that somebody, when they have a problem, they will seek out a solution, they will buy, the solution will be great, the problem will be solved, and then they'll have another level of problem that they need to kind of rinse and repeat. That's the dream. That's the ideology of uh, a sales process, of a ladder process, for example, when you know there's a di different levels of support as you go. But what really happens is this. The majority of people think they have a problem. And that's once they think they have the problem. Some people don't even realize they have the problem, which is why it's even tougher for them to take action. But even if you know you have the problem, then you sit and you overanalyze it. You look at all these different options that you can do. And depending on the mindset you're in, you could be looking for the cheapest option because you don't want to spend money because you think it's smart. Or you are looking at the most expensive option, but you know it's going to put you in a really bad financial place. And you're just not sure. And day after day, week after week, month after month, you're staring this problem in the face and you're stuck because you're paralyzed by analyzing what's going on. You've got analysis paralysis, as it's called. And so you don't do anything. You're just so overwhelmed by all the information and you've taken weeks and weeks and weeks to figure out. And the problem is still there staring you in the face. And all that it would have took is somebody out of all the people you might have talked to or out of the programs you looked at for somewhere there to be a reason for you to pull the trigger now. There's been many, many times when I've had a problem, but it wasn't urgent to me in the moment. Okay, it might have been important, but it wasn't urgent. And we have a tendency to not pull the trigger, take action until something is urgent. And the reality is not making enough money in your business, not having enough sales, that may never get urgent. You can live on, a, on good enough, but you miss out on opportunity. You miss out on... Um, being able to grow the team to the level you want if you don't have the revenue. You miss out on putting yourself in a place where you've got the support that you can take two weeks off with your family. You miss out on the opportunity to um, put yourself in a position to maybe buy out a competitor or add an additional division to your company or all these different things that can grow more revenue, can create a better lifestyle for yourself, for your team, maybe grow the team even bigger and create a bigger impact and let you help more people. And this is the problem. We get stuck. 
we get stuck in mediocrity. Um, Ryan Stuman has uh, a great phrase for this, um, and I'm going to mess it up, so I'm not even going to say it. Go, go, go check out Ryan Stuman. Um, he's also in the sales training coaching space, but he's got his act together. And I, I think it's called The Curse of Mediocrity. That might be it. Don't quote me on it. Just go check it out. But the, the gist of it is we're okay being just okay. And if we all live our lives being just okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's an opportunity for more. And if you're someone that wants to take advantage of that opportunity for more, then sometimes you need a little bit of a boost, a little bit of a nudge, a little bit of a, I don't want to say a kick, but a kick in the right direction. How many of you listening or watching right now? Let me rephrase that because I want to talk to you specifically. You're not sitting in an auditorium of people watching and listening to the show. You, listening, watching right now. Think about one time in your life when you took an action that you weren't sure you needed to, but you're glad you did. I bet there was some form of urgency there. Now, it might have been a real deadline. You might have had a real problem. And it was just scary to take the action you needed. But it also may have been a manufactured deadline where if you did, you know, made the decision by this certain time, you got this call or you made it in for the next enrollment or you got, you know, something else for it. All this does is sweetens the pot. It helps move you to a place where the decision becomes more urgent. It doesn't make it any more or less important at all. It just makes it more urgent. And why I like urgency is because it forces somebody to, to, in the moment, take a look at their situation and decide, am I okay with things going the way they are now? Or do I want more? And again, there's no right or wrong. Okay, this isn't a judgment scenario. But when you put a little bit of pressure or some kind of deadline, some reason to buy now, you suddenly make the problem urgent. And making the problem urgent makes it a priority. And if somebody doesn't buy, that's okay. But at least that thanks to the urgency, they force themselves to look at it. Make that decision now. How long do you want to sit back thinking about the problem? I'll, I'll give an example. I moved into a new house. Um, oh man, it's been a lot longer than six months now. Eight months ago now. And I was supposed to call about um, a potential recall on the fridge that came with the house refrigerator. And it's just been sitting in the back of my head. And like every other day, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Oh yeah, I'll do that. But it never makes it to my to-do list. Never makes it to my task management app. I just walk by it and I go, oh, it's still there. And it's going to sit there. The fridge works mostly fine. And the fact that I'm pretty confident I can just go get a brand new fridge with this phone call just means that it's something that I can do whenever I, I know I have it. I'm pretty confident about the, what the result's going to be, but I don't have an urgency to do it. Now, if somebody said, ah, the opportunity to call on this recall is going to be up by tomorrow, you know, I'm going to make that call today. I need the urgency. My poor fridge is sitting there. And to be clear, it's a fine fridge, although the ice maker's kind of messed up on it. So I was with the house when we bought it and I'm just at the, their need to call and have the fridge potentially replaced just is not urgent. When you give a deadline, it becomes urgent. So 
for anyone out there that thinks that creating manufactured deadlines is unethical, I want to challenge you on that. Now, I'm not saying it has to be make a decision on the call or you lose the pricing, although that is a perfectly reasonable one. Um, I like the ones that say you've got 24 hours. It still gives people the space to think about it and not feel pressured. But also, we want to keep that level of urgency up. We want to keep the decision the priority. Because if you are still trying to make the decision three weeks down the road, you've wasted three weeks. I could have had a new fridge eight months ago, but I didn't. So instead of having a fridge, actually, here's a perfect example. Instead of having a new fridge that runs filtered water and spits out ice cubes, I have a good fridge and those functions don't work. And now I have a separate water cooler for my water and I'm still freezing ice the traditional way. Obviously not a deal breaker, but in hindsight with the filtered water, I paid extra money for a cooler and for the bottles, the jugs of water on a weekly basis. So if there was, would have been a, a reason for me to put that urgency on there, or if somebody had put that urgency on for me, I would have called. And I would have gotten the fridge taken care of. And that's what it's like in your sales conversations. You need to be able to give somebody some level of urgency for no other reason than it suddenly makes the decision a priority. It makes it more urgent. And when that decision is urgent, it gets acted on. If they say yes or no, the outcome doesn't matter for what we're talking about. Obviously, you want the sale. But you don't want to sell to somebody that's not the right fit for. So if somebody decides no, that's okay. At least they made the decision. They're not sitting in this state of mediocrity. And, and, and let me back up. You can still be in this state of mediocrity. Like everything in your life can be just okay. And that's okay. But you're not stuck in indecision. You don't want to have your prospect stuck in a state of indecision thinking about it. Because suddenly when the decision gets heavier and they're thinking three months down the road, Oh yeah, I talked to Jeremy Oh, and he had an offer, Oh, but I'm not really sure. Suddenly you become part of the weight that's on his shoulders for the solution. And that's not a good place to be either. Help your prospect get the challenge, the problem, the whatever off their plate. Have it be a yes or a no. Either way is fine, but don't leave them sitting there thinking back and forth. Don't let them think about it for months and months and months. Create some type of urgency. So the real deadlines are great. The manufactured deadlines, I think, are great. Discounts. I don't love discounts, but I get it. Especially if you build your business. So pricing is a whole other conversation. But if your pricing is set up in a way that the discounted price gives you the appropriate margins you need for your business to survive, great. So for example, if I was to say, I'm going to sell an offer, um, it's $1,600, but if you take action today, it's $1,100. Well, I need to make darn sure that that $1,100 is enough for me to cover my overhead costs, etc. And so what I would do if I were you is figure out what that number is. What's your normal price that you want it to be? Great. That's now your discounted price. Add something more to your price. Say, you know, maybe I can set my price at $1,100 and I'm fine. It's, it's a good number. It's very profitable. Um, gives me the ability to build the team that I want, etc. That becomes the number that I'm actually going to get paid. And then it's fine to say, look, the regular price is and have the regular price be higher. Here's a part that makes it ethical, in my opinion. 
as long as the public price, the regular price that you say about anything is indeed a price that somebody would see and ideally pay, but at least see publicly listed somewhere. So for example, I've had many um, digital trainings, digital trainings that are listed on my website for $147. And yes, people have gotten great value, easily worth $147. But when people most often buy them is on the thank you page from a free download. On the thank you page, I don't charge them $147. I charge them $7 or $17. So they get a discount. Now it's digital, so there's zero cost to me anyway. But that that timeline, I always give like a, a, a countdown clock. Either they close the page or the countdown clock goes for 24 hours. But at that point, the page will switch to being the regular landing page at the 147. So it gives for that moment, for that day, it brings the problem that my free download or sorry, my my course solves. It brings that problem to be right in front of their face. It becomes urgent and it creates awareness. And then they have an opportunity to decide, is it worth me paying seven dollars to learn the secrets of selling big ticket. Yeah, it is for the record. <laughs> okay. It's worth paying the 147 just for the record. Is it worth $7 to um, go through the training called um, five mass or three massive mistakes? I don't remember what the title is. I think it's three massive mistakes the coaches make when doing strategy sessions that leave thousands of dollars on the table and how you can avoid it and turn every conversation into cash. I think that's the title of it. Super long title, but is it worth seven bucks? Easy. Is it worth 147? Absolutely. But I get to help more people when there's a 24 hour countdown on a $7 decision. Just like if I want to sell my product, that's $1,600 publicly. I want to sell it for 1100. And the condition is someone takes action today. Now you can rationalize it with a lot of other things too. If I need to follow up, if I need to have a second phone call, to me, that second phone call is worth $500 of my time. And so why don't we just get you going and we'll just knock that off the price and move forward. Same cost, you know, it'd be the same as if you signed up for $1,600 after I do that same phone call. The difference is I get the time back. So I'm happy to shave off that $500. Okay, that's just an example. But consider that. What good can come from creating a deadline, real or manufactured, or giving some kind of discount, or the bonuses. The bonuses I love because if they're truly tailored to your audience, they can make a big difference. For example, um, if you are in the online marketing space, for example, you are probably familiar with something called Jeff Walker's product launch formula. And I've shared the story because he shared it at an event. And he has a program designed to launch your product, and it's a full formula. And he walks you through, uh, you know, the different stages of videos and designing the funnels. And it's a full experience for your audience, which is great. But one thing that he found is that people weren't signing up for his course or they were hesitant because they weren't sure they had a big enough email list. So as a bonus, he threw in a course about building your email list. And so you can create these bonuses that specifically address objections that your audience has. So for example, if I say, look, I'm going to coach you on sales calls and you know, I want to come on board to give you the feedback and grow a sales team, et cetera. And you say, I'm not sure if I've got leads or enough leads to make this make sense. 
Now, I'm not an outbound guy. I'm not a, I'm not a Legion guy. I'm not going to play one on the internet. However, if I did have a course or I had a course from someone else that did specialize in that, that I could offer as a bonus, maybe I worked the deal out with somebody. Maybe I managed to buy a bunch of um, access codes to the course or whatever at a discounted price. And I can build it into my cost to just give it away as a bonus. If I could give that away as a bonus and that solves a major objection to somebody signing up with me, I'm laughing. But we still want to use the the limiter, that timeline. So, hey, you know, and if you're willing to make the decision today, I'm going to throw in, dun, 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 insert bonus, bonus one, bonus two, bonus three, whatever you can do. Bonuses are great. So those are the four reasons why people will buy now. Real deadlines, manufactured deadlines, discounts, and bonuses. And often a deadline is actually used with all of it. Okay, because there has got to be some kind of time limiter to to make it happen. What do you think? The last thing that you bought, did you buy it based on a deadline? Or the last thing that you bought in the online space, let's say, did you buy based on a deadline? Or some other kind of urgency creator, some kind of offer, some kind of... Uh, discount or bonus? What made you take action on the last big purchase? Or did you just figure out that you needed it and you went out and bought it? What's your story? If you're watching on YouTube, put it in the comments. I want to know if you are on the YouTube, on the YouTube. (laughs) It's been a long day. All right. This is, well, not quite live, but this is probably not going to get edited out. So uh, if you were listening on the podcast, thanks for your patience with me today. Uh, then do me a favor, go over and uh, shoot me an email, jeremy at permission to sell.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know. What's the, what's the last thing, the last major thing that you bought that had some type of limiter? Was there a reason for you to pull the trigger now? Or did you just see the need, solve the problem, call it a day and go on with your life? Okay. Let me know. I want to know. And as a thank you for sticking around, here's what I want to do. I want to give you a gift. Um, I'm going to break all my rules and there's not going to be a limiter on it. However, I would like to give you a free download. Go to salesteamrescue.com forward slash gift. And I'm going to give you my five C's of successful sales conversations. This is a three page PDF. Uh, Most of the content's really just two pages, but it breaks down the five key questions or points that you need to cover to close five and six figure deals. I've had clients close $10,000 sales walking through this script. I've used it myself. In fact, this script helped me close a $750,000 sale last year. So very valuable. Your cost, $0, 0 cents. I am going to ask for your email because I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Go to salesteamrescue.com forward slash gift to get the five C's of successful sales conversations and hit reply to that email and tell me what you think about limiters, about real and manufactured deadlines, about discounts and bonuses. Okay, guys, that's it for episode number 130 of Sales Team Rescue. Again, I'm Jeremy Demerchant. If you want to book a call with yours truly, you will find that link at salesteamrescue.com right along with replays of this episode and previous episodes. Any questions, let us know. I love your comments. If you are on the podcast listening, give me a subscribe. Give me some feedback. I love five stars, but I love the truth. And luckily to to date... Those have been the same thing. So I would love your feedback. If you were on the YouTubes, as they call them, give me a like, give me a subscribe um, and click all 
on the on the subscription get notified for all of it because the stuff that i'm putting out is primarily just the show okay so that's what you're going to get know that every week sales team rescue is going to be in your ear helping you get to a point where you can crush your sales and your business growth maximize your comp plan maximize your revenue creating capabilities all with a few tips on the show okay so we will see you here next week remember get uncomfortable get results cheers thanks for joining me let's keep the conversation going you can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com if you haven't already be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you if you'd like our support in creating your own high performance sales team book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com <laughs>